Good afternoon, podcast listeners. This is Rob Plouffe. Welcome back to Mid-Michigan Bowling News, the podcast for bowlers in the greater Flint area and the state of Michigan. Okay, it is Sunday, March 14th, 2021, and uh, it's been a few weeks since I've done a podcast. My intention was um, I was going to be hanging out at a bowling alley the last few days because high school teams are finishing up their their regular season this weekend and getting ready to head to regionals next weekend. But due to uh, unforeseen circumstances, um, I am unable to go to the bowling alley to do any interviews. So I'm going to do a podcast on my own here tonight and try to get some news out for people to listen to. Um, But first off, the first thing I do want to mention is uh, I got to apologize to uh, Brady Cornell and the Corona bowling team because it has been my intention for a few weeks now to get out and interview this young man. He shot his uh, first 300 game during a high school match back on February 20th at Riverbend Bowl in Corona, his home house. Um, uh, He bowls for the Corona high school team. Um, I actually spoke to his coach on Monday at a match at B's and told them that I wanted to interview him. They had to get out of the bowling alley because they were jumping on a bus to head back to school. So I told them I'd catch him on Sunday. Um, that was my plan, but that did not happen today. So um, I apologize, Brady Cornell, but congratulations. Highest game in the Flint Metro Conference this season for a, for a guy from Corona High School. Uh, his very first 300 game. And side note, uh, actually somewhat connected to you because uh, one of the, my close friends from work, Jim Cunningham, is married to Robin Cornell. So uh, just a side note there. So uh, let's talk a little bowling. Um, today is uh, the high school season was wrapping up for several conferences across the state as teams get ready to head to regionals next uh Friday and Saturday. Um, The plan is from the MHSAA that regionals on Friday will be uh, the guys and Saturday will be the girls events. Um, Regionals are going to be way different than they were in the past. Um, I'm speaking for the Kersley team because uh, I'm the former coach there, but um, I do know that uh, Kersley's headed to Gaylord to bowl at the Gaylord Bowling Center again this year. Um, which was kind of a surprise draw to uh, get sent to Gaylord for two years in a row, being from the Flint area. And then um, the format that they're going to do for regionals is uh, is a little shocking, but um, everyone has the same format, so they'll have to learn to adapt. But basically what they're going to do is um, they're going to bowl four team games, five-person team games, four of them. So there will be 20 total games and use the final score to determine who the top two teams are in each region. And those two teams will move on to the state finals. So there are six regions in each division. That means there will only be 12 teams going to the state finals. Um, It's a little different than in the past because uh, in the past they had Baker games and individual games, and then they also had a singles event. So what they have decided to do with the singles is um, those four team games, whichever kids bowl all four of those games, 
they will use those games to determine who the top 10 finishers are for singles. So uh, it makes it extremely difficult for a coach. Uh, if you have six kids going to regionals, you're probably not going to want to change unless you absolutely have to. And as soon as you change, whoever the bowler is that you change out, they will be ineligible to make it to the state finals and singles. So um, it definitely makes things a little more interesting as far as the coaches go on, on their decision. And I know for a fact that there's some parents out there that are going to be upset about that because if your kid isn't a starter, they have no chance of going to the state finals for singles. And there's really nothing that we can do about that decision now. Um, but uh, with that all being said, there are uh, some extremely difficult regions. I know the, the Davison team is going to Century Bowl for a regional. Um, and there is going to be a, a, a whole lot of really good teams in that regional. And only two of them are going to make it out of there. Um, so there's going to be several teams in that region that won't make it to state finals that legitimately have a shot at winning a state title this year. So, again, things will be way, way different. Um, but some things I do want to touch on, uh, some really good things going on in the greater Flint area as far as bowling, high school bowling, and even uh, even a pro bowler. So uh, let's, talk, let's first start talking about some high school bowling in the uh, Saginaw Valley Conference. Um, a couple of really close friends of mine, uh, Mike Martin, who is the head coach at Grand Blank, and uh, Bob Tubbs, my best friend, who is the head coach at Davison. Um, those two teams have been battling it out all year. They had a position round match, or uh, it wasn't even a position round, it was a regular scheduled match earlier in the week, which basically uh, was going to determine the conference champion. Um, Davison came out on top there, and then today they finished their season with a position round match. Davidson had the bowl grand blank once again, boys and girls at rollaway lanes, and uh, the boys came away, the boys from Davidson came away victorious today, as well as the girls from Davidson, and both of those teams finished their season 12 and 0, undefeated, Saginaw Valley Conference champions for the 2020-2021 uh, high school bowling season. No small task there. Congrats to the uh, cards from Davison. Um, lots of posts out there on Facebook tonight congratulating both of those teams. Um, great job on a great season. Uh, in the Flint, Met Flint Metro Conference, um, they had a big uh, match on Monday at Bees Bowling. Um, Kersley, I know the Kersley uh, girls had a match and... Um, they won and the Kersley boys won on Monday to set up a kind of a showdown here um, on Saturday, yesterday, at Cherry Hill Lanes. That was their position round, and it determined the conference championship. And uh, the Kersley boys got to bowl against the Swartz Creek boys for the conference title. The Swartz Creek boys were 9-1 uh, coming in. To the match and the Kersley boys were eight and two so the Kersley boys had to win to force a tie for the conference title um, but unfortunately the Swartz Creek boys came to bowl unfortunately for the Hornets and fortunately for the Dragons uh, the Swartz Creek boys won the match 
Uh, I think the final score is 26 to 4. And Swartz Creek finished the season 10 and 1 and the Flint Metro Conference champions for the 2020-2021 season on the boys' side. On the girls' side, uh, the Kersley Hornets girls' team brought a uh, 10-0 record to the match against the Swartz Creek girls, who were 9-1 uh, on the season. And uh, the Kersley girls uh, started a little slow. Swartz Creek girls won the first Baker game. Kersley came back to win the second Baker game and held a 6-4 lead going into the first individual game where the Kersley girls shot... Uh, over a thousand the first game won all nine points and uh, basically wrapped up the match um, Kersley went on to win the match uh, 25 to 5 against Swartz Creek to finish the season 11 and 0 and the Flint Metro Conference champions for the 12th year in a row 12 years in a row and it is the 12th year in a row that they have been undefeated in the conference um, and they're um, winning streak stands at 142 straight matches. Just an incredible record, uh, an incredible run by the Kersley girls. And now I'd like to uh, touch on uh, the Flint Metro Conference singles tournament that was bowled today at Bees Bowling. Um, it started at 8.30 this morning with the boys. Uh, the singles tournament is, uh, this is the 10th year in a row that the Flint Metro Conference has held this tournament. And basically what they do is they go in, you bowl three games, and then they cut to the top 16, and it's match play. A single elimination until there's a winner. And they use those first three games of qualifying to add to their conference average and then determine the all-conference teams. They also name the uh, coaches of the year at this uh, end-of-season Metro Conference singles tournament. It's actually a pretty nice thing that they've been doing for 10 years now. But um, a few scores from today. Uh, on the boys' side this morning, the number one seed was Ben Gopal from uh, Swartz Creek. He shot games of 256, 296, and 226 for 778 this morning. Incredible scores. Um, also from Swartz Creek, Griffin Henderson, I know, shot 668, as well as Nick Johnson, who had 668. Um, Griffin and Nick were number five and number seven seeds going into uh, match play. Um, in match play, uh, I know that uh, Nick Johnson is the one that ended up going all the way to the finals and winning the Metro Conference singles title today. Nick Johnson from Swartz Creek was Flint Metro Conference singles champion today. And... I believe he was named first team all-conference as well. And congratulations goes out to Troy Stam from Swartz Creek. He was named the Flint Metro League Varsity Boys Coach Bowling, Boys Bowling Coach of the Year in the Flint Metro Conference. Congratulations, Troy Stam. Um, on the girls' side, the girls bowled this afternoon. Uh, I think they had about a 2 o'clock this afternoon start time at B's Bowling. Um, here are some scores from the girls' side. Uh, Megan Tim was the number one qualifier from Kersley with a 664 series. Number two qualifier from Kersley was Allison Eibel, who had a 279 second game, finished with a 661 series. Number three qualifier was uh, also a Kersley bowler, Sarah Ritchie, sophomore with a 659. 
And number four from Kersley, Amelia Sturk with the 644. Number five, Tori Vanderker from Swartz Creek, 622. Rebecca Music from Goodrich, 614. She's a freshman. Uh, Caitlin Burkett from Fenton, number seven. Natalie Collins from Flushing, number eight. Uh, number nine, Dallas Leonard, Swartz Creek. Number 10, Allie Robbins from Kersley, 553 series. Carla Paukia from Karana. Kara Davis from Brandon. Grace Lamellon from Swartz Creek. Casey Most from Linden. Annette Merrill from Clio. And Kim Martin from Mattis. I'm sorry. Kim Mattis from Swartz Creek with a 513 rounded out the top 16. Um, I know when they got into match play. Megan Tim bowled Kim Mattis from Swartz Creek and uh, shot a 266 her first match to move into the final eight. Um, let me give you some of these scores here from uh, from Megan Tim. Here's some scores from Megan in match play. 266 her first game, 210 her second game, 215 her third game, and in the finals against Allie Robbins from Kersley. She wins the Flint Metro Conference Singles Tournament with a 267 to 258 victory in the final match. Just some incredible scores today from all of those girls. Um, Allie Robbins coming from the 10th position all the way to the finals uh, was just an incredible run for her as well. Um, great day of bowling in uh, the Saginaw Valley and and in the uh, Flint Metro Conference today. Um, let me give you some scores from uh, the Davis and uh, Varsity Boys team today. They, uh, in their match against um, Grand Blank today, uh, Shane Gagnon had games of 258 and 269 today. It is it tied the record for the highest two-game set ever in the Saginaw Valley Conference. Incredible scores. Nice job, Shane. Uh, Caden Duckworth had 231 and 206, and Blake Muser 225 and 207 today. Um, the Davison girls team, Saginaw Valley Conference champs, were led by Elizabeth Springsteen today with a 237 and a 213. Uh, Brooklyn Woofter had a 200, and Emma Sykierski had a 196 today. Uh, Davison girls 12 and 0 heading to regionals, uh, undefeated. Great season for both of those teams. Um, I would like to, if uh, things permit, try to get a podcast together with some of those Davison bowlers, maybe after regionals and before state finals. Um, I talked to uh, Coach Tubbs today, and uh, he's got a special group of guys there. Uh, there's a little mix of a little bit of everything on that team, and they're fun to watch. Uh, I've been able to watch a little bit of their matches online as things are, are streamed now for almost every match. I hope they do that for regionals and state finals because uh, obviously I'm not going to be attending regionals uh, in a week, but hopefully state finals I can. Um, Another thing I would like to mention as far as uh, mid-Michigan bowling goes, a former Flint Metro Conference bowler and state champion Andrew Anderson uh, was on TV this afternoon in the PBA tournament 
him and his partner Chris Prather um, were the number four seed. They uh, won their first match um, somehow, got lucky, and uh, uh, Kyle Troop missed a spare. Andrew Anderson had to throw a double and nine for them to win. He went up in the 10th frame and threw the double and got a nine count for them to win by one pin. And then they won the next match and ended up winning the tournament. He won a PBA tournament, his third PBA title um, since he's been a professional bowler. Former bowler for the Holly Broncos and uh, lists his home house as Holly Lanes out in Holly. Uh, congrats, Andrew. It's uh, great for the area. What, what was really cool to see was uh, he actually had uh, Sagano's Japanese Steakhouse uh, logo on his left sleeve of his shirt today while he's bowling. And for me, what I thought was really cool is he was using an incognito pearl. It's a radical bowling ball, which um, was designed and uh, um, it was put together by Mo Pinnell, who, uh, for those who do not know, Mo Pinnell passed away a little over a week ago. Um, he contracted the coronavirus and passed away from it. And uh, we've lost a bowling legend there uh, by losing Mo Pinnell. He had a lot to do with the success of the Kersley Bowling team. We were fortunate enough to have him host him for a practice uh, last January, the end of January last year. Um, in my mind, the guy's just brilliant, and he's part of the reason why the Kersley team was so successful through the years. Um, I w I've always been a proponent of the radical equipment. Anybody that bowls for me will tell you I was always pushing the radical equipment. I, I uh, absolutely love it. I think it's the best stuff on the market, and uh, Andrew proved it today. So uh, congrats, Andrew, on the uh, PBA title today. Um, I know there's there's other conferences around this area that uh, held their end-of-season stuff yesterday and today. Um, I know that uh, I, I did see a post that Tom Soromi was named the Coach of the Year from Bendel. Um, there are a lot of really good things going on in the Genesee County area, Greater Flint area. Um, and even, you know, the Owasso, Karana area, as far as, as bowling goes. Um, unfortunately, we've lost uh, Capital Bowl in Owasso. If anybody hasn't heard, they, uh, they were bought out. And they're turning it into an indoor batting cages, I think. Uh, indoor hitting facility. Um, but they have removed all the bowling lanes out of the facility now, out of the building. And they're in the process of remodeling that. So uh, it looks like... Capital Bowl is no longer going to be a bowling alley in Owasso, which is very, very unfortunate. But um, it's a sign of the times. The coronavirus uh, definitely didn't help out the sport of bowling any. Um, but with all that being said, at least uh, the high school season was able to get a season in for the most part um, without many fans. But uh, as we head to regionals and state finals, Hopefully things start to open up a little here over the next few weeks where we can have some fans go to regionals and state finals for most of these kids to finish their high school career. Um, we're going to have uh, a few more podcasts coming up probably next week after regionals are set. or After regionals finish, we'll uh, try to get a hold of some local teams that qualify for the state finals and uh, give, them, give them some airtime talk about their chances at uh, winning a state title the following week. So um, we're about almost 20 minutes into this podcast. Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up for the night. Uh, 
So uh, congrats to those teams out there that finished their high school season strong. And uh, we'll look forward to checking out the regional results to see who qualifies for the state finals here in less than two weeks as we wrap up the high school season. And then middle school bowling will be starting um, sometime around the 1st of April. Middle school's uh, season should start. And hopefully bowling alleys continue to open more and more. They're at 50% uh, capacity in the state of Michigan now. Most of the leagues are back bowling. Um, things seem to be going pretty well, knock on wood. Let's hope that they continue in that direction. Um, with that being said, 20 minutes, 30 seconds into this podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, come back and listen soon. Have a good night.